heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, I have come to the harsh, difficult conclusion that there is no future for the Republican Party. And I've been thinking about this for a while, actually, and it's, uh, you know, I've, I've laid different uh, teasers down to you all in past uh, days and weeks, actually. I've talked about a rebranding project. I've talked about other things, because I don't know, there's something that has had me asphyxiated on the on the point that uh, that uh, this, this party is uh, in uh, some serious trouble. And uh, I'll explain why. And I, and I don't believe there is a future at this point. I think it's going to have to be a complete reinvention or whatever you want to call it, rebranding, remodeling, or start from the ground up. Uh, but uh, they're, they're really, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that after. But I think really it is time for a national summit with and, and I'm not talking about the GOP leaders. I'm talking about bringing real people in and having a conversation about what conservatism looks like in America. What does patriotism look like? You know, we're, we're at a real crossroads here. And there are a lot of reasons why. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how do other people perceive our country so differently than the way I perceive it? You know, like, like you, you think about that and you think, how do they look at this thing? Like what, what kind of an America do people really see? I'm always fascinated with the psychology of people and how they think, how they act, uh, how they are. But, you know, I, th- I think on the surface, a lot of people, uh, you know, believe they love America. Again, there are various versions or visions of America for sure. But I think people on the surface love America. It's just they they see it differently. Uh, they see the the lady in the harbor uh, with the torch. Uh, everybody sees her a little differently in what America is, whether it's a welcoming sign for everybody, um, kind of a uh, uh, smorgasbord, if you will. Uh, and you know, our po- political leaders have not done a good job with, uh, w- actually, even with brand in the United States of America, because right now it's a confused brand all around the world. I think people really don't uh, know what America stands for right now. And uh, people are probably chuckling, in fact, at what's happening in our nation right now. It is uh, certainly not the light of liberty, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, this idea I throw out, this thesis of the fact that there is uh, potentially no future for the Republican Party. So so in gathering a few different reports for this, I'm going to share some listeners, uh, some messages with you today. I want you to understand the psychology and the way people think. Uh, so some of this will be a little harsh, This uh, some of this conversation, but an important one that you and I have today. I started seeing a lot of reports that a lot of people were leaving the Republican Party because the Republican Party did not stand up for Donald Trump and they did not support uh, the work he had done and that they were disengaging with the Republican Party. Now, from what I see in the reports I've so far looked at, 
It appears there are a lot of states who've lost uh, pretty good uh, Republican registrations at this point uh, for people uh, uh, being Republican. They're changing their party affiliations, many going to unaffiliated, but many are also switching to Democrats. Uh, and uh, so that's that's part of it. But there's another part of it, too. But many, many more are leaving because of the events at the Capitol, and they just see the Republicans as being something that they don't want to represent. Let me give you some examples. Lyle Dara uh, was uh, on a conference call at work in rural Weld County, uh, just north of Denver. Now we're in Colorado here, okay? Uh, when the riot at the U.S. Capitol started on the 6th. And when his boss mentioned what was happening, he turned on the news coverage, immediately felt his last allegiance to the Republican Party slipping away. He says, I was completely shocked and ashamed. That's not how I think of the Republicans, who we were and who we are. Uh, it's something I felt I could no longer be in support of. So that night he talked to his wife over dinner and, uh, and they, you know, had been a lifelong Republican. Uh, and oddly enough, in his house, it, we discovered the spouse and the kids were Democrats. So the family often joked that they canceled each other's votes out uh, pretty much. Now, this uh, guy is 49. And so he uh, decided he pulled up the state's voter registration that night of the 6th and uh, changed, uh, changed it all. Now, this guy, Lyle, he uh, voted for Donald Trump in 2016, and uh, then he voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Uh, and uh, his strongest political priorities are fiscal restraint and national defense. Uh, now, that, that is not going to align with the Democrat Party, number one, because they're not good with foreign policy, first off. OK, so there's your defense. And they're always cutting the military budgets. And they certainly are not fiscal, uh, have any fiscal restraint whatsoever. They're not fiscally responsible, um, as you're seeing right now in the early days of the Biden administration. So how that's going to work for him to change over the Democrat Party is uh, quite a shocker, actually. I think he's going to be quite uh, uh, taken back by the whole deal. He says, I don't know if there's anything to be said about being party loyal your entire life if your party doesn't go in the direction you want it to go. And this is where communication gets off, off uh, the page and people are not, you know, things are not what they seem, things are not what they appear, the information's not out there properly in the media. There are a lot of reasons why. Now, in this area of Colorado, evidently, 4,600 fewer Republicans after the riot left the party. So this is in the week of January 6th through January 12th. So we're talking 4,600 Republicans changed their party status in Colorado, okay? And the report says, the CPR news analysis says, there was no uh, comparable effect with any other party. It was just the Republican Party specifically from the events and the Capitol breach on the 6th. So there were a number of people changing parties. Now, the same phenomenon, it's been reported in multiple uh, stories I've looked at now, that this has kind of played out nationwide, okay? So news outlets had documented about 6,000 defections from North Carolina, 10,000 in Pennsylvania, 5,000 in Arizona, and this is only what we know. So there were a lot of people who left for the reasons that, uh, different than many that I knew in you know, other circles here, because of the lack of support of Trump, 
but others because of the embarrassment of the sixth. So there are two prime reasons why people were leaving uh, the Republican Party, okay? And the vast majority of those went to unaffiliated status, but there were a good, good many also that went to Democrat as well. Uh, but again, that middle group, and we've talked about this in prior times, and uh, which they're saying the unaffiliated group, but this is an independent, clearly. Uh, this um, independent status is the fastest growing segment of um, politics, uh, political status in our country. And that's been happening for some time. And let's be clear, both Republicans and Democrats are changing at record paces. This has been building for years, people. People are tired of party politics. I mean, I'm talking about just regular Americans, people in the center here that want real answers and want to get on with their life and not uh, worried about playing all these power tricks that the political class play. These people are pretty well tired of party politics. It was that simple. And they they just don't want to play this way. And, the, it, you know, it's getting worse and worse, it seems. Now, there was another uh, story, uh, Joe Swanson, uh, 73, a retired school psychologist in Denver, uh, voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, uh, but didn't register as a Democrat until this month. Uh, she had always considered herself more socially liberal, but her anti-abortion rights beliefs had held her back. And uh, she comes out and she says, as my husband said, it's just become the party of mean people being the Republican Party. And she was part of that, but disengaged as well. And like I said, voted for Hillary Clinton because she sees this as the party of mean people. That's the brand she sees. You think about how people come up with that, because when you really compare the ideology and the origins of the Democrat and the Republican Party, it's an interesting history. And I would beg to argue with anybody, the Republican Party has been far more for the common man, but where, as I've shared with you many times, they do not package or market themselves accordingly. They, they don't package well. Not nearly, they're not nearly as effective as the Democrats are. And that's partly why a lot of people are confused. One of the things that is most alarming to me is the amount of erroneous and ignorant information out there. The fact that people draw conclusions that are totally inappropriate and that uh, totally are not based on facts. They're based on emotions. I wanna read a couple of messages from you right now from listeners that have just come in the last couple of days. We get a tremendous amount of mail in here and uh, communications from folks that are reaching out on all sides of the aisle. So these are from a couple of listeners now, and, and these, these, are, these are pretty vivid. Uh, again, if you want to understand the psychology of how people are thinking, you got to look at these kinds of things and understand what their feelings are. Now, now I get a lot of hate mail as well, and a lot of pretty grotesque conversation that I, I won't share, and I don't because it's, it's pretty ugly. But here's these comments are more... Um, Moderate, but still kind of go there. Let me give me an example. This uh, one listener from uh, Mike, I'm just going to use first names, Mike. You really need to start to think straight, he says, Mike says. Your country is facing a civil war due to the lies and despicable hate-filled and divisive speech of this, the most racist, ignorant, cruel and then he's got in parentheses, 13 federal executions as he goes out shutting the door. Excuse me, uh, close parentheses. President, you have had for many years. 
He has turned half the country against the other half. He has lied about the election fraud. There was no fraud. There's no evidence of any fraud. Your Supreme Court found none. And he has not condemned the violence that he inspired and incited with his speech in Washington, okay, on the 6th, the Capitol speech. He called his language appropriate. Yes, appropriate if you want to cause a riot and kill five people while attacking the very heart of American democracy. Why are you all back in this total loser, to use his own language? Do you know what happened to those who backed Hitler, Stalin, Lenin, Mussolini, Franco? They all ended up living through hell, violence on a scale that no one could have believed before. People who preach hate always to lose in the end. It is a law of nature. Well, okay, so Mike says a lot there. Many of his facts are not correct, however, and we don't need to go in the weeds and debate all these as I want to cover a lot of points here with you. But, there, you know, the, the Supreme Court, the, the fact that he says your Supreme Court found none, not an accurate statement at all. The Supreme Court never ruled on any evidence whatsoever. So the courts have not done that. So this but this is where a guy is misaligned, misinformed and ignorant because the information put out there by the news media. See, this is where the fourth estate really does uh, us harm. It really does the liberty so much harm. And I've been saying to you right along, the story to come out of this era of our lifetimes is, and the damage that has been done more so than any other uh, single element it, it, to me is the media, This the fourth estate. Just because of stories like this and listeners, and there's millions of these people that are like Mike, who are, you know, these are not bad people. They just see the world differently because the information they're getting is different. And there is no truth, people, in anything. I mean, you can see a lot of the statements he has in here are just simply not true. And and we'll come back more about Donald Trump a little bit after here and I'll give you some thoughts as to where we went wrong. But let me get to this other listener message. This one is this one is a little bit louder. So brace yourself. His name is Robert. And it goes like this. <laughs> if you will, pardon me for being brutally frank. <laughs> Your show is pathetically stupid, deluded, uninformed and misinformed about the current political situation in America. Now, again, as I stated to you, people up front, these are the more mild ones <laughs> that I'm giving you. But, but again, let's understand the psychology here so we understand what we're dealing with, okay? So Robert says, everything you say about Joe Biden is idiotically untrue. He hasn't invited anyone into America. His administration is trying to redress the horrible, cruel, and inhumane immigration policies of the Trump administration. Now, again, brace yourself. This is where there's so much bad information, but this is the way people think. Under Trump, tiny children were torn from their devastated parents and put in cages and are still there. Thousands and thousands of innocent people are being kept in, yes, concentration camps at the border in horribly crowded and unsanitary conditions. And ice guards have raped women. In addition, many women there have been subject to unnecessary and unwanted hysterectomies. This is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the Nazi-like tactics of the criminal Trump administration. 
Biden and the Democrats are not communists, nor is there anything even remotely communist about their policies. Obviously, you don't even know what communism is. If you can call the Democrats communists, you are a typical, clueless, naive, deluded, ignorant American right-winger. <laughs> so it goes on. The Democrats do not ad advocate open borders. They claim they claim they do is nothing but right-wing propaganda. All they want is fair and humane treatment of illegal aliens and innocent refugees fleeing for their lives. And the overwhelming majority of illegal aliens and refugees are not dangerous drug dealers, rapists, and murderers, as that lying, bigoted demagogue Trump would have us believe, and Democratic presidents such as Obama, who is infinitely better than Trump, will ever be and is, a, and is a better president, has an enormous number of illegals deported. But unlike Trump, he never did this in a cruel and inhumane way. Illegal aliens in America work incredibly hard at jobs Americans do not want to do, and they actually contribute an enormous amount of money to the U.S. economy. But Trump, Deported so many of them, there are not enough people to do menial but essential jobs. Under Trump, crops were rotten in the fields because of this. Only a tiny handful of illegals are dangerous, violent criminals, and U.S. citizens are much more likely to be murdered by white American thugs than illegal Hispanics. Furthermore, rates of illegals crossing our borders are actually at their lowest point in decades, and this happened under Obama. <laughs> now, paragraph break, next paragraph. Stephen Miller, question mark. He is a dangerous and unbelievably cruel criminal, a self-hating Jew who orchestrated Trump's unbelievably cruel immigration policies. He's absolutely no right to condemn Jen Psaki for anyone in the Biden administration or the Democratic Party. This Nazi bastard belongs in prison for life, just like Trump, the worst, most corrupt, incompetent, and destructive president in U.S. history. Not to mention most of this work under him in the White House and most GOP members of Congress. After four horrible years of chaos, destruction of freedom, security, and prosperity, total disregard for rule of law and human and civil rights, incompetence, unbelievable corruption, and countless crimes, too many to mention under Trump, we once again have a president who is a good, decent, honorable, highly intelligent, and capable man in the White House in Joe Biden. And he ends it this way here. Donald Trump is a malignant, narcissistic, a sociopath, a pathological liar, a ruthless demagogue, a total scoundrel, a sexual predator, a greedy, self-servant, self-centered, cruel, callous, heartless, brainless, soulless, mindless abomination who was fraudulently elected by the criminal Republican Party. Wow, wow, wow. So that is the message from Robert. And uh, interesting comments, uh, as you can see, uh, many of the facts he puts in his message is, are incorrect or not, not factual at all or not true, but more so the emotion. He's what I mentioned moments ago, people are, they're not drive, you know, being driven by policies right now, they're being driven by emotions and it's all the packaging. You know, I want you to understand 
what I'm talking, it's the packaging of how this is. So again, where does someone like Robert and someone like Mike get this information from? Well, people, they're not there, uh, you know, at the border and they're not in, you know, they're in the cages and they're not in Washington seeing Miller or the policies and, and, you know, this is where the information comes from is the media. It's, it's, it's horrible what's going on in our nation, the fourth estate, uh, the criminal media, uh, and the damage they do to, uh, you know, promote and push uh, their agenda uh, that, you know, they see a, you know, a different version for surely of America, probably than any of us, even people like uh, Robert and Mike, who really just have bad information. I'm, the point I make here is their version of agenda is not exactly the version of these media elites and oligarchs have, Robert and Mike, that I just read to you. It, it, that's not their version. I, I don't believe that. They're ignorant as what they are. Uh, they don't have the facts and they're playing with emotions, but they're playing with bad information. Where's that information come from? You know where it comes from, people. And this is the damage that is being done. As I've stated for the last several years with you, the damage from our media and fourth estate, it's, it's incredible. What The damage is more than any other country could do to us. Uh, it's right here. And it's this so-called fourth estate, which is no longer. But the media, which is very agenda-driven, and they're horrific. The lies and the destruction of uh, stories and garbage they throw out there for mass consumption uh, that people like Mike and Robert and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of Americans are consuming this erroneous information. And the bigger problem is there's so much of this information. You're not just talking one or two or three news reports here, people. You see, you're talking a widespread of information. Now, it's like that drip, 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 drip sort of thing. If you keep telling a lie enough, it becomes the truth. You know, it's like the cages thing. The cages were created under the Obama administration. Now, Robert doesn't know that. He clearly thinks that this is all Trump's crazy idea. That was all undone under the Obama administration. It's not a partisan political talking point. It's just a fact. It's a fact of life. And so, but see where this information, it becomes very emotional because they see Trump doing it. In fact, if you remember when those pictures were circulated and the Trump, when the immigration was hot and heavy, the caravans were all blowing up. Those were all pictures. It was pointed out numerous times being used in the media from the Obama-Biden administration. That's where those photographs came from. Those photographs weren't from the Trump administration. But see, Robert and Mike, they're not seeing that. They don't have a clue. They want to believe what they want to believe. But you see, when you see those stories on NBC and CBS and CNN and MSNBC and Axios and Reuters and, and Politico, and it's across the board. It's everywhere. Even Fox News, the same stories. You, how would Mike and Robert think otherwise? How would they know otherwise? Well, they're not people. And this is the vast majority of our country falls into this camp. You see what I mean? This isn't subtle. This isn't the minority. This is the majority. So then you want to ask what happened? Why are we so messed up? Well, this is why right here. 
And we're not taking our time to really explain and get behind the problem or understand the problem. You know, we we run from one political race to the next. Oh, what's going to happen in the midterms? Got to win that back or we'll may never win another race again if they change the structure of government or, you know, we got to get ready for the next presidential election. And we we run from one hot fire to the next without ever addressing the problems. And it really is time to rebrand. In fact, even a, even the United States of America, I would suggest to you, and I really believe, needs a rebranding project at this point, because we are really messed up as a nation goes. We don't even know what the harbor and the liberty and the torch stand for. People here in this country have not a clue where the tablet came from and the message after the fact and what she stands for. And legal immigration versus illegal, none of that's even known, you see? We don't even understand that here, people don't. How do they understand that overseas? They don't. And so the brand of America is now pretty twisted and and turned upside down. You you know, what does that really stand for? You know, it really, it's like any corporate entity. It's like any corporation out there. When things are so screwed up inside the corporation, and and I'm telling you, this is God's honest truth. uh, You'll never see a corporation succeed anywhere. If you have everybody on a different playing field, if we're at odds all the time at each other's head, that corporation is going to fail. I guarantee you people, that company is going to fail. They don't, they never succeed. It doesn't work. And, and so that's, you know, that's just a corporate uh, theory and strategy that plays out of the business world. And it's the same as a country really and truly, if we're all at each other's throats, if we don't really know what we stand for, if we can't even stand for the flag, I mean, think about this. See, this is where we're not fixing our problems, really. And we're all, well, we stand on our ideology. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm a whatever, you know, I'm a libertarian. I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a, we stand on our ideology, And much of that is filtered in through the media. A lot of it's lies. People don't really know. Most people don't invest the time that is required to truly understand the stakes and to understand the truth behind a lot of these talking points and the data here. I think vast majority, but that's not being cruel. Just being factual as these guys, again, I don't think these guys are intended to be cruel. I really, I don't Robert and Mike. I mean, they really believe Trump is all of that. How could they not think that people, the media has been playing that card for, I mean, I don't look at these as bad guys. I swear to you, I don't. These are probably hardworking Americans, but they, how, you know, how would they think any different than that's all they've been fed? It wasn't like anybody was on some goodwill campaign to build the brand of Donald Trump over the past four years. That didn't exist. That simply did not exist. If the best you could do was Fox News, you can forget about it. You can, or as they say, you can forget about it, right? Is that's the best you can do because that wasn't happening there either, as we've seen. And we've seen that on election night. We've seen that plenty of times before then, right? They've been, their stripes have been changing over time. Just look at the people they've uh, stacked into their shows and what they call fair and balanced, you know? But but anyways, I, I don't want to go anymore with them because they disgust me as well as they all do. But the, 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 the point is made that, you know, 
who was building Donald Trump, the, the guy who, you know, does he have a heart? You, you think of Donald Trump and does he have a heart or doesn't he have a heart? And who is the guy really? And I, I want to put that aside. I want to come back to that in just a moment here. But so uh, let's continue to build this this conversation here we're having about the fact. Listen, I, I, I've come to the conclusion right now. My fellow Americans, there is no future for the Republican Party. And quite frankly, there may not be a long future ahead for the United States of America if we don't begin to get it together real fast at 245 years in. We are taking on water in the ship here now. At some point, we got to bail that water out, right? We got to be able to get afloat again. That's kind of where I'm, you know, I'm just seeing this all right now with much clearer vision as to what's got to be done. And nobody really is understanding this because the, everybody has their greedy agenda and their dirty mitts and hands on the agenda. Everybody's got, you know, it's pretty horrific, the agenda they have. I mean, I, I come to you every day here on the program sincerely and my agenda is the God's honest truth or what I often refer to always as the out loud truth. It's, it's, I truly love our country. I love our constitution. I love what we have here. My agenda is an American agenda. I, I don't play stripes to the others. I'm not a fanatic with any of this other stuff. I'm a fanatic about America. I'm a fanatic about our constitution. That's what I'm a fanatic about right there. And whatever supports that, it keeps this beautiful paradise burning, the, the light of liberty there. Count me in. That's where I stand. It's what I stand for. Because that is what our paradise is. That's what America is. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing place, really. And in spite of all of our kinks and our armor right now and our growing pains, I mean, we really are going through a puberty-driven moment here, aren't we now, in our country? Teenage stage is what I would call it. We're like about 13, 14 with the pimple-aged kid and don't really know what the hell to make of ourselves and what we're going to be when we grow up. And, you know, when you think about a lot of the countries around the world, you think of America, we are really, really babies. I mean, these countries have been around for thousands and tens of thousands of years. I mean, they're ancient compared to us. We, we are really an experiment. We call it the American experiment. Why do we call it the American experiment? Well, that's why we call it the American experiment. Because it was a different way for humanity. It was a, it was a different gift uh, to people. It was an experiment. And our framers and our founders seen that when they broke away from England, from King George. See, they, they seen that. They knew that. And this was different. This was going to be different. And, you know, we say a lot of times, even as a youngster growing up, we'd say, oh, my God, this is like, you know, the best in the world. Or, and even when the government was corrupted as hell, they would say, oh, it's, but it's the best government in the world. And I remember as a younger guy, I would think, God, is this really the best? Is this, in other words, the best we can do? And I guess when you look around the world, it's an arguable point. We can have that discussion. But I think when we look at the future, uh, it's not going to be the best at all. I mean, it's we're we're unraveling at the moment to the likes, and I can see it. I again, I tend to look at everything at thirty to fifty thousand feet upward. I tend to do that with everything in my life. You know, step out of things. I always did that as a young man in the corporate boardrooms as well. I found it very interesting to me. I don't know if you probably some of you might do this yourselves. 
you know, it's almost like you step out of a room and you look back in to see what's going on. I used to do that in the corporate world to really understand the psychology of the people there and understand how, well, how best to move it forward. It's kind of what I do with all of the conversations I have with you now. As I step back out of it and I try to look inwards, upwards, and really understand the argument and the discussion of where we're at, you know, and... Uh, I'm seeing a lot of different things with Trump as well. And I want to talk to you about this gets really interesting with Trump and uh, and where we're at and more so the Republican Party more so. So that's that's really the point of this here. Uh, I want to take just a moment, do some quick business with you here. And I, I want to remind and tell you about healthy cell, uh, healthy cell. I, I've been talking about this um product now for, oh, good golly, a couple of years, two, about two and a half years, I think. Uh, it's been a while anyways. And uh, I, when I wasn't feeling well back a few years ago, I, I needed something like this. And the thing I like about Healthy Cell, you hear the commercials, you hear the ad spots on the network here, is it gets to the health of your cell. See, multivitamins are not going to do the trick for any of us. I don't care who we are. Our bodies are very delicate and we need, we need to keep them healthy and prosperous and uh, lifestyle, you know, I, I walked probably about 10, 15 miles over the weekend. Uh, it, you know, that's because that's a lifestyle. We all got to get out and got to have a better lifestyle. No matter what, we got to exercise and, you know, and just got to breathe. We got to, it's all how we live. That lifestyle is going to come back to pay dividends to us or it's going to harm us. So the health of your cells are so vitally important. It's how we age, it's how we feel, and the health of our cells will give us a, a, a return on investment. That's, let's look at it that way, an ROI. It's probably a good way to look at it, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> um, so healthy cell, it comes in gel form. You can, If you don't like pills, gel form is great, or pills. I do both, or you can do the healthy cell pills. Uh, they have a whole host of products. Uh, anyways, 20% off for our listeners, uh, all of our listeners, 20% off. Uh, just use the code out loud or just go to americaoutloud.com. Look at the banner ad. It's either on the sidebar on any post or the front page and go right in there and it's 20% off your order. Again, just our listeners out loud. Um, that's how you get the discount and feel better. And let's let impact the health of your cells. And that's what I want to see you do is live a long time so you can help us with the uh, battles ahead to secure liberty in America here. HealthyCell.com. It makes a difference, people. Take care of yourself. Take care of your, your health of your cells. We'll take a pause. Be back with more Voice of a Nation in just a moment. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. 
Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. There's no future for the Republican Party. And, you know, they can sit and meet uh, uh, as many times as they want, the uh, uppity-ups in the RNC. But the numbers we're seeing from the people who are disengaging, uh, they're losing more and more and more. And, you know, many citizens were, as I stated to you up front, they were unhappy with the uh, Capitol events. And many left because they seen the disparity in the Republican Party. And... Uh, into their values and what that meant. And again, you know, the, the, the event at the Capitol, I think, was because a lot of people felt they were losing the country and they felt that it, this was their uh, moment to fight against tyranny. And they really felt the government had taken on a, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that sense that their freedoms and liberties were... Um, were, you know, whisking away to nothing, I think. And people took matters into their own hands, which is really what the Second Amendment is about, is a tyrannical government, right? It's a government that's gone tyrannical. Many would think our government has done that for a lot of reasons. Now, you know, there are many ways we can look at this, but uh, I don't, you know, it's hard because I, it's not necessarily, I, for me, it's not like I condone the sixth or that I find it a real problem. I mean, I understand why the people did it. I get it. I mean, when you, when you understand the makeup of our country and that it is uh, we, the people, that is the makeup of the Constitution. And, you know, our, framer, our framers, the founders put in these amendments to protect we, the people's rights against an out-of-control government because they, they seen that coming from England. That's what England was all about. It was a tyrannical government that was overtaxing and overburdening. And we're seeing that now in our, in our country here. So a lot of people have uh, kind of taken to the streets, I guess. You know, I guess is what you would call that event on the 6th. A lot of people were, were um, aghast, like, oh, my God, how could that happen in this year or this moment or this time? But, you know, people, the truth of the matter is for some time, many, many months and months, for quite a long time, actually, there have been a lot of talk about a potential civil war in our country and that we were headed somewhere very dangerous and very recklessly. Now, you know, ideally, we'd all come to the table and have a conversation. 
But you know, there are a lot of people who don't want to do that, and they don't have our best uh, best uh, interest at heart. Uh, many of these people, and there are a lot of outside forces involved here too. There are a lot of corrupt and crooked people, and uh, bottom line is evil is uh, here. I mean, it's here, and it's all throughout the ranks of government. It's all throughout the uh, establishment and all branches of government, and it's been playing out here. Uh, through the entire, I mean, it's it's been here. It's not just arrived. I mean, it's been here through all the administrations in the past decades. But we're seeing the ugly face of a lot of evil right now. And I think everybody can sense that, that there's something weird happening in our country. I mean, we all know it. Everybody knows it. This isn't a left or a right thing. Uh, it just is a thing. And we all know there's a lot of oddities happening in America right now. And a lot of people don't know what to do with it. People are scared, you know. So, so people were leaving the Republican Party because, again, of the Capitol event and f feeling they're embarrassed. That was the, I read a lot of stories like that. I shared a couple of them up front in the program with you. But there were a lot of people leaving because of also the lack of support of Trump. That was another big deal. I'll give you a couple of examples here. Uh, Kara Samantha says, I quickly realized that I would probably never vote for another Republican again. They have let America down. This is a 45-year-old mother of three uh, who switched from Republican to Libertarian. This one did, uh, just again in a suburb of Denver. And this was because they didn't stand by Trump. They had abandoned Trump in this particular case, not the Capitol event. You understand? So these are two, you know, they're direct opposites of each other. You either embrace or you didn't embrace. This person felt that you know, that the uh, Republican Party, the establishment, did not support the president in the way that they should have. And so they left the party. Now, as you know, a couple, three weeks ago or so, I had Debbie D'Souza on, in fact, on a, a viewpoint, in fact, on the weekend. And she was born in Venezuela. And she explained to us all uh, that this is something that happened in Venezuela. What was a Venezuela was a position for great growth uh, just back a ways here and um, uh, was, you know, really doing well. I mean, they had their freedom there and they were very vibrant econ economy and ready to take off. But again, uh, the, the era of Chavez and not to go down that road too far uh, in the corrupt uh, political election uh, system of machines they used and all of that, which again, we've talked about, we have many of them here in America. Um, all of that sort of uh, blew that country up. And what happened is when they stole the election, those people, the Chavez and the, the lunatics uh, um, in Venezuela, uh, they created a socialist utopia there. And in doing so, um, the conservative movement at one time in Venezuela was very vibrant. There were, there were really was a solid conservative movement there, but it splintered badly. And as Debbie had mentioned, when it splinters that bad, you, you can't defend, you can't defend the palace at that point, you see. And the, it became, it, it kind of washed itself out and it was no longer really able to compete uh, against uh, Chavez and the socialist movement in Venezuela. And so that's the problem, as she explained it, that we have here in America with the Republican Party. If this splinters too much, then you lose it. And see, that's what's happening here, which is why I see I don't think there's really a future for the Republican Party. I think it needs to be totally rebuilt 
And it could be very exciting, actually. And I'll share some thoughts with you in a moment. But you can, so I wanted to share with you first this Kara Samantha. And then another guy, Phil here, a 52-year-old in uh, Arizona. Um, so he moved uh, it, from a Republican to the Constitution Party. Interesting. And uh, he, him, he was a Trump loyalist and wasn't happy because the Republican Party didn't, uh, di didn't again, support Donald Trump. He, he said, I do feel there is a split. I'm not necessarily doing it to hurt the Republican Party, but the way they turned their backs completely on Trump, that kind of got me really upset. Well, there you go. And, and there are a lot of people like this, millions and millions of them all across the country. So you follow me so far? So there's, there's a whole lot of people like this here and many of you out there as well who are really upset. I know a lot of people who left the Republican Party because they didn't support Trump. More so, I knew those people than the other people who were pissed off about the Capitol event of the 6th. I didn't, I don't hang with a lot of those people because our people, uh, my people in circles are typically patriots, lovers of our constitution. Many, God, God, oodles of my listeners fall into that camp. Like me, they would live and die for their country. And so they totally get what I'm talking about here. But we have others, as you're seeing with these other couple listeners who are also listening. So obviously we're getting some of these antis into other people, which is great. Uh, maybe they like the conversation and that's important. We got to reach to all people, I'll open up the doors here. So another one, 44-year-old uh, Sarah, again, moved from Republican to unaffiliated. She said, it feels like we're living in an upside down world. And, uh, you know, she called out rhinos, Republican in name only, that they betrayed the president and wrongly blamed him for the riots. She had this was responsible. This was impossible that any Trump supporter could have committed violence that day. So and her conviction was that. And so she left. There are a lot of people like this. Uh, I've got many, many quotes here. Uh, another one from Martin. I've got to tell you, the vast majority of my friends are laughing at me that I switched over to Democrat. They think I'm crazy. Uh, but uh, again, left the party. Honestly, I think the Republican Party is dead, he says. Here it is. He says, I don't think there's going to be a Republican Party in the next couple of years. So this is uh, Martin. And so what I'm sharing with you is these are widespread sentiments now. Now, let's step back again. Let's look at this entire thing. I have a, a real strong sense that the Republican Party is splintering right now. I've read you multiple things here, but there's a ton of these out there. What's happening right, and I'm going to talk later on. In fact, later this week, uh, into early night, we, Debbie D'Souza is going to be back on with us. Again, she was born in Venezuela, and I'll be talking to her here on uh, The Voice of a Nation, and she'll fill us in on, we're going to really dive into this, because I think this splintering of the party, when it, it became non-effective, is a real crisis. This would empower the Democrat, socialist, Marxist movement in America, and we would never see America the way we want to see it again if that happened. So there's a lot of danger here a lot of danger. And a lot of these people who are just leaving, they have no idea the splintering is causing a vacuum effect that will absolutely empower the Marxist communists, the socialists to take control. You see what I'm saying? See, that's what happened in Venezuela. It's going to happen here. I mean, we're sort of at that tipping point right now. And these weird events that have gone on, like the Capitol event, like Donald Trump being a polarizing figure for many, uh, you know, it's it's what it is. 
these sort of things are playing into the fact that 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 conservative base is splintering now. Some are going to the Democrat party, party, some have become an unaffiliated independent, some are going to the Constitution Party, some are going to the Libertarian Party, some are independents. You see, now you've got, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different factions here. You can no longer defend the country at that point. You can't defend the flag, can't defend liberty. You can't fight against the Democrat Marxist machine. It's not possible. That's the danger right now. So not a pleasant danger. But it's one we need to seriously think about. And the elites in the upper echelons of the Republican Party, uh, the, the stick in the mud cats there, they're not going to admit any of this. These people are only out for their own vested interests and their own wallets and their own, you know, their own self-powerment trips that they're on. They think they are the elites and therefore, you know, art thou bow to them. <laughs> Um, so they're not going to admit to anything I'm talking to you about today. We are really coming to uh, a very, uh, I think, a crisis moment in our country. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of people asking Donald Trump if he's going to establish the Patriot Party and that he would break off of the Republican Party. Now, reports from his inner circle uh, coming from him and Mar-a-Lago there is that he's not going to be doing that, supposedly. That's what we, now any of that could change. And you've seen that before with Donald Trump. I mean, he can change on a dime sometimes. And you can, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, it, if you get more filtered information, more research comes through and he rethinks the process. So nothing's in concrete here, but so far the early signs are that he's not going to do that, that he's going to stay within the Republican Party and feels like that's the best way to win in 2022. And in fact, there are others who say he is really centered on taking back the uh, both houses of Congress, the, the uh, Senate and the House, you see, um, that he would uh, that he that's his goal. And I would see where that's his goal, because he understands full well, like many of us do, that that's where the power is right now. And if you want to disengage the party, that's how you're going to have to do it. If you want to, the Democrat party, that is. Um, but that's you know, going to be easier said than done, especially if the corruption is in place. And they, are, I shared with you on the weekend, they have a whole new voting system and a bill they're trying to put in there to make it easier to have voter fraud and to send votes, uh, ballots to everybody. And, that you know, these guys are doubling, tripling down right now to seize and secure their power. I've been saying that right along to y'all. I've been telling you that. And it's a fact. It's an absolute gospel fact. It's happening. And so there's a lot of people have, you know, there's been a lot of talk about people saying, well, Trump is a cult figure or not a cult figure. Listen, it doesn't let me I want to take myself out of the out of the equation here a moment here. Not what I think. Forget what I think for a moment, please. OK, forget what I think. Donald Trump is with a lot of and I just read you a couple of strong listener comments up front. And I got tons of these, lots more where they came from. And I've read you a lot of things about how people are, uh, you know, the splintering of the party is happening here. Now, we can sit and paint a rosy picture with a sunset and talk about liberty and beacon and hold hands and, you know, which we tend to do as Americans because we're optimistic normally. The problem, again, 
Donald Trump has been portrayed out there. When we talk about is, is he the right man to lead the party forward, uh, to lead the conservative movement forward. Now, I believe Donald Trump is one of the most, uh, well, the most conservative president in my immediate lifetime. Other lifetimes, we could argue that point, I am certain. But in my lifetime, no question, Donald Trump, which is remarkable that because he was a Democrat for all those years, but very much the most conservative, he definitely is more conservative than Ronald Reagan. Okay. And I love Ronald Reagan. There's not to take anything about him. He's my I'm, I'm a huge fan of Reagan, uh, number 40, and now number 45. Huge fan of Trump as well, I am, to be honest with you. Their policies I'm speaking about and their actions on conservatism. That's what I'm speaking about right now. Not, po not personalities and all of that nonsense. Early on, when Trump took the presidency. I had stated many times to people on my platform and many people out there, many of you out there, that I think Trump was gonna do himself a lot of harm if he took on this burn the castle down approach and uh, you know irritate people and uh, uh, to the point uh, that he was doing, uh, whether it via, via social media or any other means, it didn't matter, but calling out people's names. And you know, a lot of people didn't take lightly to those games of, you know, um, Lion Jeb and uh, all these kinds of funny names on Marco, little Marco and uh, uh, whatever. He had a ton of names, you know, uh, for, and a lot of people didn't take kindly to that. And of course it was funny and humorous because it was different for politics. We had not seen that before. And let's be clear, politics is very entertaining or it's become, I call it polytainment because it has become very entertaining. The problem is the stakes are also, uh, they're not designed to be entertaining. These are life shattering and, and, and life altering. So, but but politi politics and entertainment, that intersection has become very clouded, okay? All right? And a lot of people see that as entertaining and Trump added a lot to that, making the politics. Now, and some people would argue, well, that's kind of good because more people got involved in politics. Well, maybe, but a lot of people turned it off as well. And a lot of people at home, a lot of moms and dads, they couldn't follow Trump based on that. Uh, they, they, they seen that as a lot of vitriol and a very divisive language they did not embrace. And, but the bigger problem in point is not even that Trump did or did not use it. It's the point that the media made that the story and they went against any good. They never gave the Donald Trump administration any credit for anything. You'd never think he did anything worthwhile. Um, and he created incredible uh, administration of policies and truly remarkable administration that is now being torn to smithereens by the Marxist Biden administration. You see, sad, sick, sadistic, horrible. I mean, uh, I, my opinion would be far different than Robert and Mike up front earlier. But again, they don't have all the honest facts, to, to be clear. I don't, I'm not going to sit and say they're evil bastards or I don't, I hate them or I don't do that stuff. I don't think they really have the facts and understand what they're talking about, truth be told. But again, it's the information coming from the media and it's all, it's all that anybody knows. And, and the media took all those, in, all those little story and names and one-liners that Donald Trump threw out there. And my, my fellow Americans, they created story after story after story after story. 
And they created, uh, they made a monster out of Donald Trump. They created him into a, a villain and a horrible human being. And yet those who know Trump say all the time, he has a heart of gold, would do anything for anybody. Now, when you look at his actions and through his body language, I believe he does have a heart. I believe he is a very compassionate man. And I believe he would go the extra mile for one. I, you see that in his policies. You see that in the way he interacted with people. You really do. So I believe all that. I don't believe all these other names at all. But I think they did a lot of harm. And I think Donald Trump played to a lot of those things. And I, and I warned everybody. I warned everybody four years ago. This could have a real, uh, you know, kickback. Uh, 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 be a real problem ahead if, if he's not careful. And sure enough, it has created a cancer. So the question you have to ask yourself, is he the one to lead the new movement forward? And that's a very divisive uh, statement to throw out there. One we'll have to be talking about in the days ahead and the days and weeks ahead for sure, people. I can see I, many people in my Mira would say, yes, he is Malcolm. Others would say, no, he's not. So it's going to be a real divisive thing. And then you got to sort of get back to what's it going to take to move our country forward. You see, America is more than any one man or any one woman. America is any more than one political party. America is more than any of that people. It's more than one ideology. It's more than one thought process. Um, America is an experiment and a uniqueness of humankind. It is different. Uh, but we are still defined in that experiment. And I would suggest to you right now, we have to really begin to turn the lights on to define the America that it's going to be. I would love to facilitate a whiteboard exercise in a, in a national boardroom, bringing great voices to the camera. I would love to have the opportunity. I used to do that in the advertising days, but I'd love to have the opportunity to rebrand and refocus on, on what the United States truly is. Uh, but also what the Republican Party is. Probably we have more control over at this point, if we have any, that is, as we the people, right? So I give you some food for thought there, uh, but I, I think I can conclude, based on everything I see, there is no future for the brand called Republican Party. I don't see a future there, people, and I, I don't say that with any joy in my step not trying to be a funny guy or sarcastic, any of them. I think you know that about me. I'm being truthful and straightforward with you if we have the same goal here. And so I, I leave you there to consider all of that. We'll be picking this conversation up again and again, and we're gonna have to do something with this, but I, I really think there's some opportunities here as well, and we'll need to build on those opportunities uh, for sure. In the meantime, the American experiment continues. And we continue to move forward with all the love in our hearts and with goodwill toward men. The fight of good and evil, right? It's what we're here for. We're here to represent good. Thank you, as always, my fellow Americans, for joining me on the journey. It's time to get involved and get loud.